0: this is Sean, and this is our Root Awakening Book Club Edition.
1: Yes, our Book Club Edition. You sound excited. I am. I am. I don't know if uh, everyone remembers, but we decided to do a relaunch, an initial relaunch, (laughs) because (laughs) this is our first time actually sitting down and talking about it. But we are doing it on The Mountain Is You by Brianna Wiest.
0: Yes, we are. And that book is, as we teed up in the sort of book club teaser episode, Mm -hmm. is a book about self-sabotage, why we do it, what it is, and how we can fix it if we are so inclined, which is an element of the book that I actually really like. It it sort of leaves it to you. It's not, you can do it. You got this all pump, pump, pump. Oh, gosh. uh, Self-help book style. It's sort of, you have to do the hard work to make the choice to stop self-sabotaging and yes it's going to be hard right
1: and one thing that I do like that makes it feel like something that I can tackle that we can tackle unlike some of the other things you may have tried is that she says start in small steps so you can get acclimated get comfortable don't try to do too much too fast and for me the opposite of or I will I'll say a component of trying to do too much too fast. Actually it's the opposite. I ain't gonna do nothing. So <laughs> it's too much.
0: <laughs> right. The goal becomes over too overwhelming to even get started. It's right, sort of right. it's sort of like when you have a messy room and you're looking at it and you're like, I don't know where to start. So I'm just not going to.
1: Right. This is exhausting. So yes. I need to lay down. The,
0: <laughs> the messy room is my brain. And yes. I I don't know where to begin. Right. And we need to take a break. So we are
1: going to tackle this together. Our plan is to space it out as necessary. And by the end of the the year, we'll be done with our discussions with this book. Kashawn and I have read it, but we're actually doing the work and we want you to do it with us. So first lesson, self-sabotage.
0: Yes. So just laying a base for those who are reading along with us, letting you know uh, that we're going to be discussing the sort of first part of the book, the first couple of chapters, which lay out what self sabotage is. Because if we're going to fix it, we need to know what it is, right? Exactly. So, what does Brianna say about self sabotage? What is it?
1: Right. So she has. In the very beginning of the book, and again, we hope that you'll go along with us with this, she says that it is a coping mechanism. And it's what we use to sort of protect ourselves when we are not meeting our innermost needs or when we're not doing what we know we really want to do. She uses a few examples where you might be able to find something that you relate to, One of the things she says is you can sabotage your relationship that you're in because you're afraid to actually
0: be alone. Right. And she talks about money as an example as well. Like if you're constantly doing bad with money or making bad decisions with how you spend your money and save your money, it may relate back to thoughts you have that People with money are not good people. And so you're sabotaging your ability to save up and have like a healthy relationship with money. And
1: it's interesting because there's some things that I could relate to and some things I'm like, "Mm, no, I never really thought of people who had money being bad. Mm -hmm. I just felt like, oh, that's not for me. That's not something I could ever have. That's not something that is in my future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's not something I need to work towards. And case in point is me. I don't know if I ever mentioned that I lived in California and it's very expensive out there, just like New York is and other places, of course, well, everywhere shoot, right now is. Mm-hmm. But California, especially where the area I was in was very expensive. And the type of job I had was one of those jobs where it's just for exp- you know, it's for experience. You get your feet wet, but in terms of really moving up and making money, I wasn't seeing it. Now there was a little bit of movement up, but like making money, n- not so much. And I felt like I'll never be able to afford a three hundred plus thousand dollar home that looks is a ranch style and not that special you know that would be like a fraction of the of the price someplace else even in georgia or it w- i think it was like 400 where i was staying it was a very expensive multi hundred thousand dollar home and i'm like well i'll never be able to have that hmm. um so let's not even think about it let's not even focus on that and not to say that i was trying consciously not to make money but just by me saying i'm never going to have it it wasn't as much of a a pressing urge Mm -hmm. to get more because I felt like it would, it would never happen anyway.
0: Does that make sense? It does. It does. And it sort of relates back to the, to the book because she talks about how hard it is to see yourself in circumstances that you don't believe that you could be in. So you'll end up, right. You're coping by pushing away things that are inconsistent with your image of yourself. So if you don't think you could ever have that type of life or that type of home or that amount of money, then you'll constantly be doing things to spend it all up because you don't think you're thinking, well, I'm not going to get there anyway. So what's the point of even saving this up? Exactly.
1: And it's sort of a way to keep myself within something of a comfort zone. Because yeah. then I'm not disappointed. That, that's sort of what one of the things the author, Brianna, is trying to illuminate for you.
0: And I think she says it later in the book. So we'll probably dig down into that later. But one of the things that she said that really sat with me or resonated with me was we're not really designed to be happy or we're not programmed to be happy. We're programmed to be comfortable. And so we're going to use coping mechanisms that keep us safe or mentally safe from the things that we fear, even though that fear is likely irrational if it's keeping you away from goals and dreams that you have.
1: Right, right. So I definitely hope that everyone has a chance to start the book, start on chapter one, and really read about what she says about self sabotage and how it can be something that we use to that comes from irrational fear and something that we use to cope
0: and makes us feel safe uh, or comfortable it's its coping mechanisms that unconscious ways that we try to cope to hold up our negative associations and our fears our irrational fears about the unfamiliar, mm-hmm. the things that we have a goal for, like a new job, career growth, all those things, but we're not really going after them. We're we're staying in a, places where we're comfortable, because not doing so would mean we have to stretch and be uncomfortable and grow, and that's really hard to move away from.
1: I think it's interesting. I feel like the author sort of turns uncomfortable and comfortable on its head Mm -hmm. a little bit, because I think sometimes you could be used to being uncomfortable and in a sense, that's Mm -hmm. comfortable and work. Just stay with me here (laughs) in the sense of how uh, just going back to like, Oh, I don't have enough. Or if you're used to like not making enough money or being poor or struggling Mm -hmm. financially.
0: Like sometimes comfort is not good. Exactly. It, it, sometimes comfort can just be familiarity. It's, right. it's what we're used to. And h- living that way can be familiar and feel safe, even if it's wrong. It could be the wrong job, the wrong relationship, the wrong attitude towards money, the wrong attitude towards health and being at a healthy weight or exercising and keeping your body in a good state, it, it the comfort can come from bad habits. Right. But the point is it it's familiar to you and, and there's safety in that, in your mind. Right. And, and doing the work to uproot all that and try to get away from it is really hard, really hard. So you will, do everything you need to do to stay in that comfortable place, even if it means sabotaging yourself or talking yourself out of things. Because it's, it's,
1: there's a vulnerability there and you have to take a risk. And believe me, I understand when you put it that way, I understand how I can sabotage myself and why sometimes the positivity Mm-hmm. talk or the affirmations, I do believe there's a, a place in time for them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've had issues with those because it's like, I don't believe that. Or if it is, you know, hang in there or go for it and do all that. It's like, mm, love yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not really You're worth
0: it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah,
1: we want to get to the point where We're all in (laughs) and that we understand that sometimes I might not, or sometimes I might not think that I'm worth it. But at the end of the day, rationally, we know this is just a feeling. This is why we're feeling it. And this is how we can overcome it. And I think that's one thing through this book and the exercises we're going to go through together. We can work through that.
0: Right, And one of the things she talks about, and, and I think it'll lead to the first exercise that we want to do with our listeners. She talks a lot in the in the first couple of chapters about e- those pre-existing beliefs that we just talked about about questioning those and observing what areas of our life are kind of controlled by pre-existing beliefs even if they're illogical, it's just something we grew up knowing. And so to get to a place where you can kind of break free of that you have to go kind of identify what those are and question them. Go back to your first concepts of money. Go back to your first concepts of health. Go back to your first concepts of what makes a good relationship. Right. And realize that those concepts help to form who you are and that it's really hard to break away from that. And so in your life, in in identifying your comfort zone and, and figuring out what it is that makes you comfortable, you're kind of pushing away everything that makes you uncomfortable or makes you question those sort of core beliefs, even if they're stupid beliefs. Cause we all like we've all had the opportunity to watch a movie, watch a TV show, or witness even our friends and family. And it's very easy to listen to them talk about their problems or see people in TV acting out a scenario that's written probably based somewhat in real life
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: identify it and identify what it's related to. Like, Oh, I can tell this is from your childhood and you know, you've been told this or you were traumatized when this happened and that's why you act this way in relationships or you witnessed negative dysfunction growing up. And so that's why you chose this person as a life partner we can always identify that in other people or other scenarios, but it's very hard to see it in ourselves. And even when we do, it's like, well, I'm more comfortable with the devil I know than starting over and throwing myself out into the world and trying to change all that. So I'm just going to stay here. It's, it's comfortable here. And so part of the work of the book is identifying all those things and then putting them down into uh I, I don't want to call it the unhappy list, but that's sort of what the what the first exercise is if you want to kind of tee that up with more uh, eloquence, than well, no. calling it the unhappy list. but I think that we should because
1: we are inspired by the book by her book and what we were talking about with the affirmations and what you were saying, recognizing things in other people. One thing that we have to do, and the reason why, as Sean said, we'll call it the unhappy list, we have to take accountability. And if you want to change, you have to be honest with yourself. And one thing that the author mentioned is generally most people change when they hit rock bottom. And what does rock bottom mean? Mm. When she said, it's a feeling that you never want to feel again, I was like, wow, you're right. (laughs) like yeah. that makes sense what rock bottom is. Right. So, instead of just saying that I love myself and that I'm worth it, one thing that the that Brianna says is the greatest act that you can do to show that you love yourself is to no longer accept the life that you're unhappy with. So, that's why we're doing this unhappy list. And in the list, take out pen and paper. I use pencil. Take out your phone and they have notes, I believe notes app or something, like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you yep. know, whatever. Y'all know what y'all need to do. Yeah, Whatever
0: it's... you use to make lists.
1: But the thing is you have to do it. It's not just in your head. Right. So you actually have to well, need to see the... it.
0: You need to see it somewhere written.
1: Exactly. So we're just going to call it writing. You have to write it type it whatever you have to write it down. And one of the things that she says is write down everything every single problem you face.
0: Yeah. And she wants you to be very specific. Like, don't just put, I'm sad about money, or I don't like the way that I handle money. You have to be specific. Here is what I make a month. Here is what I spend a month. I'm very unhappy with not having enough money for entertainment identify every single thing with specificity and the point is to get it all down on paper so you can address it but also to understand that you're the impetus you're to blame you y- the issues that you have are because of the habits that you have what no matter where they come from she acknowledges like i said that a lot of that is built In your childhood, beliefs that you've gained throughout your life. But there's nobody to be mad at but you at this point. And And so she's, go ahead.
1: Oh, by the same token, you're the one that can
0: change it. Right. Exactly. So you doing the list is for you to identify what you are unhappy about and what you can do to change it. You have to just kind of get out of denial. And be clear about everything that's wrong in your life, and everything that you would like to change, and stop blaming outside factors, blaming others. Just focus on you and what you can do to change your life for the better.
1: Right. So, and we're going to get to all of that. So, first lesson or first uh, homework instruction. It's been so long. I don't even know what to call it anymore. First thing y- y'all are supposed to do. Okay. So get out that piece of paper. As Sean said, write down if it's finances, write down every bill, every debt that you have, but also write down every bit of income that you have as well. If, mm-hmm. if your issues are financial, if your issues are uh, relationships. Write down the the people that you are having issues with, even if it's yourself. But if it's a partner, if it's a parent, if it's a friend, write down these things. Like we we're really going to do an inventory because there's so many. Sometimes it's like I don't know where to start, or I'm I'm having trouble with this, and then there's that. I don't know if you've ever felt bad, and then it feels like you think of everything that's negative when mm-hmm. you're feeling bad. Well, that's this is what we want you to do actually. Yeah. Write it all down. If there's a problem with your image, how you feel about yourself, write down exactly what it is you don't like about yourself. So it's going to get uncomfortable. Is it physical? Is it right? Is it mental? Like, and Sean and I are doing this too. Every single thing that you don't like about yourself, about your situation, we just want you to do a full inventory, top to bottom a 360 all the way around. I understand what 360 is. You're going back to the beginning. Uh That's what we're doing. We're going all the way around. And we just want you to start there because we have to start at a place of honesty. And if you can write down even the things that you don't like, or that you don't really want to admit that you're unhappy with, that's where that honesty comes from. And then from there, as we sort of teased in the beginning, it's going to be small steps. And you are the person in your way and you are the person that can get yourself out or clear your own path. I'll say that. So that is our first instruction lesson,
0: book club. Homework (laughs) assignment. Yes. Yes, it's time to do the homework and I fully as I was listening to you talk was like I'm going to fall into like a negativity shame spiral trying to do this homework. <laughs> but we will do it and we'll come back on the next book club episode and discuss some of the things that we included on our list. So we're going to get a little vulnerable. We likely won't be sharing the full list cuz we ain't got that kind of time, and neither <laughs> do you. Neither do you, the way she described this inventory, I may not even be finished a week from now, (laughs) but we are going to come back and follow up with this episode and then move on to chapters three and four. Oh, and and John,
1: where can they, so if you do have something to share or uh, any questions, where can they find us where we can interact with them?
0: So you have multiple options to interact with us. You can find us online at com. You can find us on Instagram and threads at awakening Pod, And you can find us on X at our rude Pod. And you can interact with us, comment, share some things from your unhappy list if you so choose on all of those platforms and we may use some of the examples that people send in the comments on the show
1: yeah interact interact with us there definitely we already have an instagram post up first of all you might have seen it talking about that we are doing a book club and sean who's great she's going to be having posts up as we move along so you can interact with us there all right we'll see you guys later bye bye